0: forever dog
1: hi Anna hi
0: Andrew and hey everybody else and welcome to our podcast, Scary, Scary stories, stories to Tell, to on, tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about um, people who like laughing, who also like being scared.
1: And, and that is it. Wow. And
0: that's it. And that's it.
1: And <laughs> will you buy it?
0: Will you? Would you like to pay money for it?
1: What if like in, in, in this new format, it's just like um, every 10 minutes, we're like, would you give this another quarter?
0: <laughs> money, and then please. <laughs> Follow us on moneyplease.com.
1: <laughs> we show hole on Maine, but not the one you think. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the devil's hole in the desert. The one that keeps eating boys. <laughs> Blind fish swim about the sea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Widows still wait for their husband to return from the from the devil's hole.
1: <laughs> My God. We're being little kooky-doos, because oh, that's something that we do. We are kooky-doos. Um Anna, it is a Friday. It's a Friday. And, and it's
0: summertime. As Lana Del Rey would say,
1: summertime. Summertime. (laughs) That's it. She'd say, it's summertime. (laughs) She'd say that. You can't say she wouldn't say it. And then people are like, you mean your song? And she's like, no, 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 no. I don't have to say everything. That's my song titles. And you're like, okay. Um, But it is summer. We're now in that like the dog days of summer. Um, Everyone is really like, this was the sort of time when I'd be looking forward to school starting again, but I would also be like really hankering for those Halloween vibes, you know?
0: I do Uh, Yes, I I know that these people exist and I know that you are one of them and I respect that because you're my friend. (laughs) However, I am a procrastinator, so I am not I'm not summered out yet. I need that time. I need that August. I need the time to go to the beach hurriedly to make it feel like summer was worth it. Um, (laughs) And all you fall people. I saw a baby wearing a pumpkin hat. Recently, And I was like, you yeah. don't have a job, so it doesn't matter to you.
1: You snatched it off and you said, now you listen, you bald little creep.
0: <laughs> I snatched her pumpkin wig. <laughs> um, <laughs> immediately arrested. But um, I, I need time. I need more time. And I love, I'm someone who rushes to the beach in, on like August 30th. Yes. And yeah,
1: you pumpkin s- people are ruining it for me. I think Chris and I might go to Fire Island in mid-September. <gasps> Wow. Yeah. A sleigh. I think we, yeah, I think we might do it. Cause I, you know, it's, I feel like it still is warm then. And I feel so often I waste my September's wanting it to be fall when really it still is summer, you know? Yes.
0: I, this is what I'm saying. I love doing summery things, um, right up
1: until the wire. Yeah. And so that's, the, that's the thing, everybody. You know, spooky isn't seasonal, but neither is enjoying warm weather. Hey, Andrew. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I said it was a sleigh. No, I think I—that's I, no, allowed. It's not okay. I listen. It was Chugi. Stop. <laughs> oh, no, we need the teens to listen. Don't say Chugi. Only Chugi people say Chugi.
1: I live in fear of my nieces and nephews calling me Chugi behind my back.
0: Apparently, they—the young people—are not saying Chugi. And they're to- it was millennials yeah. all along.
1: They're totally over it. It was like—was there something that people said millennials were saying that they weren't really saying? I thought it was Chugi. Oh For wait, the
0: millennials wait like
1: that like was there when we were in our early 20s was there a thing that people were like millennials are always saying this and and you would never heard anyone say that before
0: um i just bought a
1: home (laughs) (laughs) i do feel like my parents very often said don't tase me bro to each other about things what it's like yes isn't that isn't that so a uncharacteristic of them
0: I can't picture
1: it. Don't but if they,
0: tase me, bro. If they, if they were
1: like sliding by each other in the kitchen, they'd be like, oh, don't tase me, bro. What? <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. true. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. I, the bro part of it is the most shocking. I can't picture them saying bro.
1: One time I had a friend over in middle school and he was like saying like, yo, yo, yo. And then he stopped and he said, am I allowed to say yo in your house? <laughs> oh, <laughs> was he? He was. Oh, yes. Oh, good, 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 good. The guest is always right.
0: The guest can say yo,
1: um, Anna. This this summer we've been accepting listener submitted campfire tales, which has been trust a roller coaster ride of fun.
0: It has been uh, jerking around, worrying you're going to get decapitated, <laughs> throwing up on camera. Ride of fun,
1: <laughs> uh, but please do keep sending them in because, as we've discussed, there's plenty more weeks of summer left. That's true, um, Anna. I've got a real treat of a one. Uh, to share a today treat of
0: a one i Give know,
1: it. i can't stand behind the grammar of that but i'm gonna just roll with it, it kind of was yeah, irish like lyrical it. yeah thank you it's the summer school is out no it's teachers good. say whatever you want <laughs> i know teachers are in their sarcophagi and they will not they return <laughs> um this subject line anna is my haunted cult house with an exclamation point
0: i mean a guaranteed cult I was gonna say crowd pleaser, but then cult pleaser is what <laughs> I mean, started to come
1: out. I love I would love if a movie was a guaranteed cult pleaser.
0: <laughs> it's just their propaganda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here you go. Greetings, Anna and Andrew. Here goes. Oh, we're right into it. I love this. Wow. Boom. In twenty ten, my family moved into one side of a recently remodeled duplex. One large house split into two houses in a suburb of Salt Lake City. Up oh, oh, Utah. Utah State of the story. Pod. At that time, the other side of the duplex was empty and completely trashed, as if the previous occupants threw a weekend rager and then bailed in a hurry. Mm. That same year, a young couple purchased that hot mess of a house and embarked on what became an extremely regretful experience, beginning with the cleanup. While cleaning, they discovered several things I would place in the creepy category. There was writing on the walls of the attic referring Mm -mm. to the devil, oh God, as well as lists of men's names and several sleeping bags crumpled on the floor.
0: This can't be good.
1: They found what was determined to be a baptismal font in the garage. Well, the back—that that deck, is a good place oh, to put one. I, yeah, I mean, I would be more concerned if the baptismal font was like in the den, you know? Yeah, somewhere where the,
0: you need a concrete slab for going to be doing that.
1: <laughs> the back deck was elevated above the ground with access from the second level of the home was about the size of a small bathroom. underneath. Wait, say that
0: again? The back deck? Okay, so it's like off the back of the house on the second floor? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm picturing Um,
1: it. Underneath the deck, there were several ragged mattresses, some Mm. still sporting tattered blankets. Mm -mm. These mattresses were completely surrounded by a chain link fence with no (gasps) apparent entrance or exits. No. We dubbed it the people cage. (laughs) Yeah, you did. That's correct. This November, I came home to a reporter and cameraman from the local news station in my driveway. They slowly moved aside so I could drive into my garage. My introvert, introvert self was too freaked out to talk to the news crew, so I just ran into my house and hid out of sight. When my husband arrived home from work, I filled him in on my strange experience. He's the extrovert of the family, so he decided to check with the neighbors to see if anyone knew what was going on. One neighbor told him, that a cult used to live in both sides of our duplex so maybe that had something to do with it that also might explain why our house was the only one in the neighborhood to be egged three times oh
0: <laughs> wait are they being egged by former cult members i think or what? i don't know
1: or, pe- or people who are like that's where the culties live egg them get them with e- they need protein <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've seen a documentary <laughs> series that they don't get enough they don't get enough food uh, and maybe it was the reason parents quickly ushered their children past our house on Halloween without stopping.
0: Oh, watching a parent quickly usher a child is always
1: scary. Yeah, that's like I would have to really re-examine my residence if that was happening every Halloween.
0: Oh,
1: that's a lot of work. (laughs) After hearing this news, we Googled our address and came across some info about the previous occupants, a cult known as the Church of the Firstborn and General Assembly of Heaven. (laughs) No. I find it so funny whenever churches are called like the General Assembly of God's Grace. It's just like, can you come up with something that doesn't sound like we're meeting after, you know, an HR appointment? It just is so (laughs) weird.
0: The vibe is incredibly nothing to see here. (laughs) Normaltown.com. Population, this guy. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Uh, The cult leaders were known as the Holy Ghost and God in the flesh. They engaged in polygamy, made threats to assassinate President Obama, and regularly practiced mass suicide with Kool-Aid in case of a standoff with law enforcement. Regularly? I mean, practicing that?
0: Can you like, say the name of the cult one more time? It
1: is called uh, the Church of the Firstborn and General Assembly of Heaven. Oh. The cult leaders were eventually located and extradited back to Utah to face charges. Hence, the news grew in front of our house. For the entirety of our time living in this duplex, we experienced many eerie and often scary activities. I would sometimes hear a music box playing in my bedroom. <gasps> <gasps> I assumed I was hearing noises from next door because my bedroom shared a wall with the master bedroom and the other duplex. In fact, this wall was newly erected as it had been taken down by the cult in order to create one large bedroom. One day, my sweet neighbor asked me if I had a music box because she could hear one playing in her bedroom. Oh my god. I wondered if I... Oh my god. I wondered if a music box was somehow placed inside the new wall, but why was it still playing? I also Ugh. heard children laughing and a baby crying in my room. No, I no, just th- no, no. I just thought children from the neighborhood were playing outside. However, there were no children outside and no crying babies. My mom once stayed at our home for a bit while we were out of town. When we arrived home, she mentioned that she could hear children playing and a baby crying, but she could not find the children or a baby anywhere in the house. Then she mentioned hearing the music box. When my daughter was born, I woke up to feed her during the night as one must. (laughs) That sounds like a book from like... um. A health department manual that's sent to parents and tenements in the early 1900s.
0: Yes. Oh, God. She
1: promptly woke up for her feeding about 3 a.m. every night. While feeding her, I would see a very tall, dark figure walk past my bedroom door and into the bathroom every night like clockwork. I would try to wake up and use the bathroom before 3 a.m. so I wouldn't accidentally bump into my tall, scary pal.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I hate making plans around a ghost.
0: I hate making, when you're breastfeeding and you're up at 3am for feedings, you can't also be like, what's the ghost schedule? This is not, that doesn't work. Exactly.
1: I would sometimes be woken by an angry man's voice yelling my name in my ear. But when I opened my eyes, I was alone. I became quite used to it though. It still gave me a chill every time it happened. oof. My older daughter eventually became too scared to sleep alone uh, in her bedroom because she also heard an angry man yelling her name too. Oh no. Our neighbor confirmed that she too heard the yelling man. Yelling man, worst kind. Ah uh, yeah, and a ghost, uh, a ghost that's a man who's yelling? No. When my younger daughter, oh God. My younger daughter. When my younger daughter, Tegan, was two years old, she would often talk about her friend, Gracie. We didn't know a Gracie and assumed she knew her from preschool. Eventually, my daughter started to become Gracie for hours and sometimes days at a time. (laughs) Gracie. One Monday morning, Gracie woke up and told us Tegan was staying with her parents, but she would be back on Saturday. All week, Tegan only responded to the name Gracie. She also told us she lived in mountains and that her parents were very mean. (laughs) Tegan, get back here. At the end of the day, we're all from the mountains and our parents are very mean. This is Um, what I'm saying
0: about like IVF and like freezing embryos. There's a possibility you could go through all of that and then (laughs) your toddler is like, I'm a ghost now and you just have to still feed them and I don't. uh, That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, does... does, (laughs) Does this ghost-like pasta shells with butter or what? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Gracie was sassy and naughty. On Saturday morning, Tegan woke up and ran to my bedroom declaring, I'm back. (laughs) I don't think two-year-olds typically... She's two? Oh my God. I don't think two-year-olds typically have such an accurate sense of time. That's the part that
0: spooks me the most is that... Two-year-olds can't remember what they say from one moment to the next, but yes. to, like, stick
1: to a schedule? I don't know what day it is today. How does a two-year-old? No, of course not. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't tell us much about where she was, but she did confirm that Gracie's parents are mean and they do indeed live in the mountains.
0: This can't. No.
1: <laughs> by the time. Oh, my God. Why am I? By the time Tegan. By the time Tegan was four years old, Gracie had stopped coming around. I was approached by a paranormal investigation team who wanted to film an investigation of the duplex. (laughs) That's always a bad sign. Um, They heard about the activities we were experiencing through the grapevine. We were keen, even if just for the fun of it, but the neighbors on the other side of the duplex did not want to participate, so Mm. the investigation never happened. Overall, the house had a very bad feeling. We all experienced negative changes in our personalities, resulting in a home full of anger and fear. My energy was completely depleted. I wonder if our experiences were caused by residual energy left from the cult's activities or possibly an entity they had summoned. Maybe both? Either way, the house was definitely ghost. (laughs) That house is a big ghost. Yes. We finally moved out in 2014. I couldn't stand to be there any longer. The couple on the other side of the duplex also moved out that year. Thanks for your incredible podcast. Your familiar voices and fun (laughs) banter bring me so much joy. Peace and love, Paige. Paige? Paige. I'm Paige, so thank sorry God you're, about ghosts. The God you're okay. Yeah, this is. To, I mean, here's oh, here's the being thing: being
0: a homeowner is so hard, and being a yes. parent is so hard, and that no one is reimbursing you for the amount of time and energy you are spending dealing exactly. with ghosts.
1: That and this really does make me think, Anna. Like. Like, we know that kids are wild now, always. You know, kids are saying, you know, like, I was a kid and I was like, my guardian angel's a werewolf. Like, kids say weird things. Right. That, in conjunction with being in a cult house, it creates a really interesting concoction that is scary no matter what. It really is.
0: God, of course. Oh, my God. the The, like... How do you ever sleep again knowing that your child for sure spent a week in the ghost
1: mountains? In the ghost mountains with, with mean not parents. even with nice ghosts. What do we think? I mean, what do we think she did for those couple days with mean parents in the mountains?
0: I think she annoyed them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can I, see that they wanted to do some like re, like they wanted to like decoupage or they wanted to like um do like some some family activity that is not fun for kids. And yeah. she was not having it and they were like, No.
0: And she was like iPad and they were like, No screens. She oh, was like Oh my God. Um I I also like it's so I would love to have like a child development expert weigh in on this because I know that kids like do creative play like that and they they pretend a lot. But that sticking to the schedule is I felt a, a damn chill go up my spine <laughs> yes. when she said till Saturday and then stayed till Saturday. That is
1: Terrifying. I know. I've also and the funny thing is I I've also heard that very often older siblings when they have a baby sibling invent like an imaginary friend. Oh, got it. Very rarely hear about the younger sibling doing that. You know?
0: Yeah. Like you I, already have all the attention. What's going I know, on? Like
1: what do you what do you want? Um I also wow. just think, I don't know. I I know there are entire podcasts dedicated to cults um that cover them like very well. And I eat up every bit of it. And I wonder why that is. Like, what is the fascination? I guess it's just like the fact that we're all always kind of on the precipice of like, if we had a hard time and someone showed up at the right moment, would we just agree? I don't know. I think my turning point would be I won't sleep on a mattress on the floor. I won't do it. <laughs> at my age? No. Yeah. no. No, no. I Look, I sat on the
0: ground for 20 minutes yesterday and it ruined me forever in a way that I will never <laughs> – I will physically always be some version of what happened to me yesterday. Um, I, I cannot be sleeping on the, a mattress on the no, ground. No,
1: And Anna, I'm so glad that you said that after the, the, the like at a turning point, it just started to hurt sit on the ground because that started to happen to me. Oh, and I, felt I turned really 33. Thank
0: it. you for protecting my age. Put that on Wikipedia, <laughs> you fucking freaks. Um, somebody been listening to this podcast and putting everything I say. On them. That's fine. Um, being a woman is... Very rockin'. Chilling. Yeah. Chilling. Devalue me, coward. (laughs) Devalue me, old. (laughs) I can't do it anymore. I guess, like, maybe I could try getting into amazing shape and then see if it it still is that way.
1: I know. Core strength is my (sighs) enemy. I just, I guess I, it's like I want muscles that um, make me look powerful, and core strength doesn't do that. And I guess that maybe I just have to suck it up and develop my core strength.
0: I guess so, Maybe, Andrew. Should we become super jacked? What do you think?
1: What if that was the big twist? What if, like, we were like we're taking a couple months off, and then we came back, and our voices sound jacked, like our, all the, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh wow, we sound so hot. We only talk about positive things. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. We're yeah, we love. Um, we have a running club, and every all like the beginning of the podcast is all about us talking about the drama and the running club, but how much we, we love it. <laughs>
0: we keep taking time off to prepare for races <laughs> um wow yeah i i i well talking about what's interesting about cults uh i think about this a lot and like i do think it's it's interesting to think about what if everything you believed turned out to be so crazy yeah um and like no humans can get on the same page anymore about what reality is and like are we all have our own I don't know anything, but like I I do think I as somebody who is very not sure of myself and like extremely wishy washy, like medically incapable (laughs) of making a decision. I think it's so fascinating to think about these cult leaders who are like the sun is mustard and you have to have sex with me. Otherwise, it's (laughs) going to be ketchup. And like to say something like that when I'm not fully sure of like what I want to eat. When right. I'm at a restaurant, I always end up ordering something I don't want, and it's because I'm scared of making a decision. And I feel like cult stuff is so fascinating to me because it's like these people are just like play volleyball with me. It's 4 a.m. Right. You're the devil. I'm the God. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I guess that I that is really well put. Like there is something – yeah, there is something about all of us contending with our own um, sometimes desire to – just have someone be like, here's your whole deal, and I'm going to solve everything for you.
0: Making decisions is exhausting.
1: It is so exhausting. And you're totally right about just ordering the wrong thing out to dinner.
0: Constantly. I'm I, always ordering omelets. Omelets are nasty to me.
1: I, I think, and and I say this because um, I really, I, I feel very uh, grateful for my in-laws. They I truly ended up with the best of all worlds. Um, the only thing that stresses me out is sometimes when I go out to eat with Chris's parents, and if I am about to make a risky move and order something interesting, and then I'll bail and pick something kind of boring, j- like my mother-in-law would be like, Andrew, that's kind of that's kind of boring. <laughs> or, or she'll be like, like we'll like trade bites, and she'll be like, I gotta say, I wish you'd gone with the other thing.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Which, She's push they're pushing. I think,
1: maybe it's good. I think it's good. I think it's good. Like I think sometimes. I think sometimes. I am nervous about about uh, making a risky move and getting a special, you know. Um,
0: yeah, but I. It's very, always scallops.
1: It's always scallops, and and I Anna, are you a psychic? Because I did get scallops the last time we went out to dinner with them. How'd it go? Actually, great. They were like one. Of, they were like the best scallops I've ever had.
0: Was that a risky move for you?
1: That was a risky move for me. I was like between the steak and scallops, and then I was like, I'm gonna go with the scallops and risotto, and. Wow! Yeah, my mother-in-law really that came does, through. It was a good that choice. Sounds really
0: good. I have to say, like whenever I take a risk and it pays off, I'm glad that I did it. But then, anytime I get something that isn't risky and I still like it, I'm never mad.
1: That's true. You know. I guess the moral is, um, instead of joining a cult, maybe just order two dishes and split them with someone. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. This is how I know that neither of us are good candidates for a cult is that we talked about a weird sex cult with ghosts. And then it turned to, when I go out to eat with my mother-in-law, she nudges me to be more adventurous. I (laughs) I can't,
1: I can't, I really do. I can't picture either of us in a cult because I also think an element of a cult for you and I, Anna, would be like, um, I mean, it's just an accurate depiction of how we were during acting exercises Which I think I've told this story before, but once we we were asked to like a very serious exercise where our teacher at one point had us like walking around the room doing viewpoints silently, and then at a point said like, "Now look into someone's eyes and whisper a secret that you've never told anyone." And Anna (laughs) looked in my eyes and whispered, "I pooped, I pooped my pants," (laughs) and that yeah, that's how we would be in a cult. It.
0: I mean, thank you for, thank you for remembering my. The moment I realized I should have gone to um, med school or something. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it truly, I do, in all seriousness, I do think it could happen to anyone. And, yes. like, you, we both feel that way. And, like, um, and we all feel that way, right? We all feel <laughs> the same way. Um, I think, like, if you ever get to a point in your life where you need to change your behavior. Yeah. Um, you have to act against your own self-interests in order to improve and survive.
1: Oh, and, wow. And...
0: I think that that, uh, it never feels natural. And I think that cults kind of take advantage of that because mm-hmm. they're like, well, you don't know anything and I do. So why right. not just try it my way? And I think a lot of like, like when you don't want to work out and you do it anyway, yeah, I think that's like, there's going to be some element of that to any sort of self-improvement. So I think a lot of people write it off as like, well, once I get better, it'll be worth it.
1: That, yeah, and that is, I mean, I, I, like, it's important to have a lot of um, compassion for people in these situations. Um, but we've, we've talked about a couple cults on this show, mostly like mummy-related cults that end up with a mummy happening. Um, <sighs> That's what happens. I know. So it's like, at the end of the day, you either uh, you either leave behind your desiccated corpse or a cage full of mattresses, you know?
0: That's true. Um. Well... I feel like that's a great place to leave it. <laughs>
1: to that put that on my tombstone, everybody.
0: <laughs> you gotta. Oh my
1: god! Uh, but Anna, this was a thrill as always. Paige, thank you for sending in this terrifying story. We're so glad you're out of that dark sided house.
0: Oh, thank gosh! And thank and gosh. our best to 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 Gracie first of all. To Gracie, <laughs> to Tagen. Yeah, and, and first wish- Gracie because I'm scared of Gracie, I, and then and- to Tagen.
1: And honestly, with Gracie, um, we wish you the best, too. And your mean parents in the mountains. We hope things improve.
0: Yeah. Glad you got to have a nice time with a nice family for a little <laughs> bit.
1: <laughs> uh, Anna, just what a pleasure to talk to you from a different coast.
0: Yes. Best of luck packing up your parents' house. I hope you continue to find genius works of art. You guys got to follow Andrew on Twitter and Instagram at That's a Jellyfish to see <laughs> this. Guy. You have been a genius for your whole life.
1: Really, yeah. K- Came a well. Thank you. I would. I don't know that I would call it that. In my um, in my Christian preschool, we had like a um, a book of what I want to be when I grew up, and each kid submitted theirs. And I wrote that I wanted to be a doctor, which has never been true. But I think I just used it as an excuse to draw a naked body on a table and me standing behind the body, and a nurse who's excessively made up and I like making eyes, looking at each other as the body is fully erect on the operating table.
0: <laughs> oh, please post everything you find
1: I will yeah <laughs> I will keep everyone abreast Um, and you can follow our and you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scary story underscore pod
0: you can send us your scary stories at scary at gmail.com
1: and one more thing you could do
0: get out, out.
1: forever <laughs> dog this has been a forever dog production <laughs> Scary
0: Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash forever team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at forever dog team to keep up with all the latest forever dog news.